0: 800 867 6917.
1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Saturday mornings with Jim Valley, 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern, and Sundays with Andrew Zarian. And it is Thursday on the show. You know what that means? Actually, you don't know what it means today because we got some big things coming up on the program today, not the least of which is, yes, the return Of Mike Sempervivi. He's going to be back on the show today. He's been gone for so long, producer Dom doesn't even remember the last time he was on. But he is back! And today we will be talking all of the news, including last night's AEW Dynamite, which had a lot of things going on, including the revelation that Sting will have his final match teaming with Darby Allin against the Young Bucks. So we'll tell you about that, all of the other stuff that went down on the show, and uh, talk about the news. Got some news on The Rock and uh, a couple of other things as well. Kind of a slow news day. Most of the news was yesterday. Everything else was just coming out of Dynamite. And then in the final segment of the show, yes, we'll be joined by the Queen of Extreme herself, Francine, It's going to be on the program today. So we got a lot to talk to her about. been a while since we had a guest. Got a big one here today. It's going to be a lot of fun. So a lot to get into on the show. We should have time for some text messages, maybe. If you want, text us 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. F4W Online at gmail.com is the email. F4W Online at gmail.com. F4W Online on Threads, Instagram, and Cameo. You can get a Cameo at 4 w Online as well as at Brian Alvarez on X. So back in a moment with the return of Semper Vivi to kick it off today, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: You do if you had a broken bone you'd go to the doctor and use your insurance right well what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol most people do nothing until it's way too late your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the detox and treatment helpline many times addiction treatment is fully covered so why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law, and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-771-4125. That's 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125.
0: That's
3: 800-760-1845. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
2: here, Wrestling Observer Live. And yes, he actually made it. I didn't think it was going to happen, but he showed up at the last second. Mike Sempervivi is back from the dead. What's going on?
4: Did you miss me?
2: I'll find out today.
4: Well, I don't know. I heard a couple of those shows with Tom. Sounded like you were laboring a little bit there. Are you You kidding me?
2: I never labor. No. Are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. I'm here, aren't I? Think I'm a ghost? I don't know. I was starting to think that maybe. Maybe it was all done. No, well.
4: Pulled the strap down. Kicked out. Got a... It's amazing. Francine's going to be on today. They prescribed me... A ECW locker room level of medication, so I'm on all of those right now, so we'll see how today goes. What
2: the heck did you have?
4: That's a bad case of bronchitis that oh, wow. I'm almost over with now.
2: So oh, That sucks.
4: It does. Mm.
2: Well, it's good to see you back.
4: No, it's not. You don't care. You couldn't care less. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Honestly, do you really care? Oh,
2: stop. I asked every day if you were alive. I was trying to cash in or something, but society uh, exactly story.
4: <laughs> Maybe I'll stop bothering you about renegotiations, huh? Just wait, can't wait to get me out of here. Get some other one of these fools in here. Hey, um, somehow I did Josh multiple. Josh Brian Rose.
2: I did multiple shows with with Tom and didn't swear a single time. So uh, <laughs> that's a big improvement. Well, since if you he, can't do much, Mike, what are you going to watch this weekend?
4: Wait, what a second, what do you mean? What do you mean I can't do much? Well, I mean I'm you're not gonna be you're show? not gonna be
2: jogging or or uh you know, running a marathon this weekend, clearly.
4: I will not be running you're a marathon. You're still recovering. Now. No, there to be a lot of fast walk in the neighborhood will be about the extent of it until I get all this this breath back here and everything. But you're asking me what I'm gonna be watching? Well, I, I guess is what I'm gonna be yes. watching. I guess I'm going to be watching collision followed up by Battle of the Belts 9, because if I don't, then you'll be complaining, hey, why didn't you watch Battle of the Belts 9? So I guess I'll be checking that out. Plus you got, what, the New Japan show in Chicago this weekend? The only reason I'll be watching that is to see my co-host over at the Big Audio Nightmare, Adam Summers in the front row. Wait, I, I what? Think There's a show in Chicago? Oh, no, that's in Chicago. That's right. That's going to be a little bit later on. Where's this one at? San Jose? This is I'll San Jose. I'll be watching Jose. to see your tag team partner on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer, back in the mix there in the front row. You're going to go down there for that, or are you still scared of weather?
2: My God, you are just on fire today.
4: Trying to get all the breath back
2: have you Have so you so not spoken in like two weeks or something like that? It's It's, it's been in
4: small doses. So.
2: I can always tell those days where Dave hasn't talked to anybody all day. <laughs> I can always tell those days.
4: you got to get your breath back. It's that's like, again, that's you where you
2: are right now.
4: Building it back up here.
2: The show yeah. is in San Jose. California. Battle in the Valley. And no, I'm not going to that show although I regret it now. Why? Well, because I didn't go because we were going to have a we were to have a massive snowstorm here and I knew everything would go wrong. I wouldn't be able to get there, I wouldn't be able to get back, snowed in. And then, you know, today they announced actually we're not going to have any snow after all. It's just going to be <laughs> it's going to be cold. That's too late.
4: <laughs>
2: but we have Smackdown Friday. Yeah. Bianca and Bailey. You going to watch that? Joaquin and Cruz del Toro versus Umberto and Angel. Of course, I'm, now watching.
4: I'm watching that. Thank God. Please give them time. Please.
2: Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes. We have got Eddie Kingston and Wheeler Yuta, Hikaru Shida and Queen Aminata and Swerve Strickland and Matt Seidel on Rampage. Saturday, we got an Adam Copeland Open Challenge on Collision. Deanna Parrazzo in Red Velvet. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony against Lance Archer and the Righteous. And the return of Hangman Page to Norfolk. And then battled the belts afterwards. Big Bill and Ricky against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Julia Hart against Anna J for the TBS title. And yeah, Jericho returned last night on the show. And yes, they did play his music the entire time. Like he was New Jack or New Jackico. That one, uh, that one Anarchy in the Arena where they kept playing Moxie's music. And every time they replayed it, the people popped even bigger. And then finally they shut it off and I was furious. Yeah. But anyway, he Dave came was back.
4: was completely wrong about that by the way.
2: And uh despite by the way them playing its music, I mean, he didn't get booed here. He was How did uh, you tell? Dude, you, did you watch the people you they look, were going yes, nuts
4: I, as they uh, look as large men are brawling past you, yes, you're probably going to be more excited. He they played the song the entire time. We saw it when he came out at the pay-per-view. He got booed. He got the, the music was sung along to by everybody, like Pavlovian dogs. They sang along to the music. Then started to boo him later on. So I let's see what happens when there's no music there whatsoever. Well, and we guys are brawling right past the fans. What their reaction is?
2: We will see Friday. But yes, he was he was cheered, and I got reports from people in the building. I mean, nobody booed this guy. Although I guess during the break there were some boos they got to uh, just
4: go ahead and note the one of the big problems is, and maybe we'll talk about it, probably not, we won't have time during the review, but Sammy Guevara is in a tough spot, and Ricky Starks, people want to cheer him, and I think at this point they want to cheer both him and Big Bill. The best thing I think you can do is go ahead and just flip the script and actually make Jericho and, and Sammy Guevara heels. I know... With Sammy, you flipped him a bunch of times, but you flipped him a bunch of times anyway. This may be the best thing to do because I don't think people are going to just start booing Ricky Starks. I mean, we've seen this too many times happen where people want to get behind this guy and they keep, you know, be giving reasons to not. And He's supposed to be a heel right now. I don't think that's going to jive with Jericho and Guevara. Just don't.
2: Well, we're going to find out on Saturday night. The uh, finish was Sammy as we'll get to beating him which probably means that uh, Sammy and Jericho are not winning the titles, but I guess we'll find out. And then uh, Julia Hart, Anna Jay for the TBS title. And then we got the uh, Impact Show, which is Alex Shelley versus Moose for the TNA title. Yes, the TNA title. All the champions getting new TNA belts, by the way. Trinity defending the Knockouts title against Jordan Grace. Which could be the end of Trinity in TNA. I guess we'll see. A lot of talk about her going back to WWE. Chris Sabin versus Kushida and Vikingo in a three-way X-Division title match. That sounds awesome. Ace Austin, Chris Bay against the Rascals, Grizzled Young Vets, Speedball, and Trent Seven. I like that. In a four-way. That sounds awesome. Knockouts Ultimate X match. Giselle Shah, zaya Brookside, Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and danny luna then we have josh alexander versus alexander hammerstone in an alexander match pco versus dirty dango who just re-signed rich swan steve macklin is a pre-show match eric young and frankie kazarian versus brian myers eddie edwards pre-show match and uh, tommy dreamer versus crazy steve for the digital media title
4: it's still going the feud they can't be stopped
2: so the other note here is that at the end of uh, Dynamite, as we'll talk about.
4: Oh, you didn't want to bring up Top Dollar's video being uh, being released? Him and Who Kid together? The big TNA debut of I'm that? afraid
2: this is a bigger story. Oh. Okay. Tony Schiavone interviewed Sting and Darby, uh, and he said, "Who are your? Who is going to be your final opponent?" And the Young Bucks music hit. They returned from a long hiatus. Came out with your mustache. Yeah, they had they had mustaches. And then they had a stare down with Sting and Darby as the show went off the air. So, in fact, the final match will be Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks. That will be Sting's final match. Hmm. And uh, for those wondering, the reason that this is the final match in Sting's career is because it was Sting's choice. And Sting wanted his final match to be with the Young Bucks. Apparently, they had a match. I don't even know when it was. It might have been like a multi-person. But uh, there was a match that involved Sting, Darby, and the Young Bucks. And uh, Sting apparently had the time of his life. And so that's the match. I know there was a lot on Twitter yesterday. That ah, should have been! Ma! Ah, ah! Well, if you have a problem, take it up with Sting. Because he got to pick. And that's what he chose.
4: Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. I mean, there you look at the amount of work the Bucks do during a match, and look at the amount of work Sting has put in since he's been back. So I don't want to see him in there with anybody more violent than the Bucks. that's for sure, because God knows what Sting will do in his last match. You know, it was a surprise. I figured maybe FTR would be a good fit there, and thought maybe a singles match, but if they're going to go with a tag match, I don't think you can really complain about this too much.
2: I'm praying Darby makes it. Back with the Dynamite Report, Observer Live.
1: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call?
0: Paid for by the Detox and
1: Treatment Helpline. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So I thought this uh, homecoming show was a pretty... Darn, great show! In fact, and what was amazing is they're in Daly's place. Here's another one of those weird ones. Wasn't Daly's place D A L Y? Like, it's uh,
4: no, no. It's always been Daly's. Like, man, the- it's the
2: Mandela effect. This changed during the pandemic, I think.
4: It's Not the Mandela effect. When we
2: when we switched to another timeline, you just
4: forgot the vowel there.
2: But they uh, they drew twenty eight sixty one, which is Near not a huge Daily. crowd. But man, what a great crowd it was! Yes. We had Hangman versus Claudio in the opener, and they had an excellent match. And Hangman did a lot of his old school spots, run down the ramp, at the guy into the ring, hit a DDT, moonsault off the stage to the floor, tombstone in the ring for a near fall. He gets hit with the uppercut. They go up top. Claudio tries a powerbomb. Hangman turns into a Frankensteiner. Two buckshots gets the pin. Excellent opening match here to kick off the show. We had a great Brody Lee video package. And then, in the first of two Brody Lee tribute matches, Preston Vance, Orange Cassidy, Dustin Rhodes, and Adam Copeland versus of Gates of Agony, Brian Cage, Lance Archer in an eight person. And later in the show, they had one with the women, which was Sky Blue, Julia Hart, Soraya, Ruby Soho against Anna J., Thunder Rosa, Willow Nightingale, and Chris Statlander. Both of them were essentially put together in the exact same way. You get the heat on someone, someone gets a hot tag, big spots at the end, everybody hits a finish, and then you go home. And uh, they put over that Brody Lee's two hand-picked protégés were Preston Vance and Anna Jay. And so they were the two that got the win in these two matches here. And we had a spot where Jake Roberts beat up Jose, the assistant, and everyone went nuts for that. Jose was like a heel, even though Preston was a babyface. It's Kind of worked, although he was screwing over the. I guess he was a. I guess he was a babyface. But Jake beating him up was a babyface move to these fans. So anyway, finally, Orange hits the choke slam on Khan that she'd been trying all night. And then Cage and Archer started brawling. Edge ended up spearing Cage. Dustin hit the big dive. Preston hit the discus lariat, got the pin. Very, very fun match. I enjoyed this. Bullet Club gold promo. Bowens tried to convince him to team up as the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. And uh, Austin is interested in this. Colton is not. And the uh, Bullet Club said we'd think about it. Had a Joe promo where he comes down to the ring. Thank you, Joe, chant. Says, anybody wants a piece of the champion, get your win-loss record up, go to the championship committee, I'll be waiting. Swerve's music hits. He said, first time at Daly's, I want that title, I'm going to take it. So then out comes Hangman. He wants a shot at the title. Swerve tells him, dude, I beat you twice. So he ends up getting pulled out by Nana. They leave. Hangman says, Joe, I have not forgotten what you did to me, and I'm going to take your title. So he leaves. And then out comes Hook. And he storms down to the ring, gets in Joe's face, and he says, One week! So next week on Dynamite, it is in fact Samoa Joe versus Hook for the AEW
4: title. What about the Hook symbol? Are you for it?
2: I didn't even notice it.
4: Oh, come on. Did you make an H? You didn't notice it? No, come on. Samoa Joe looked up. There was the big hook up there, like the Batman symbol on the wall. Oh, really? I did not see the hook symbol. Yes, I swear to God. I got to
2: go back. (laughs) I got to go back and watch that. Tony Storm interview. She'll be. uh, She wants a meeting with Donna Palazzo.
4: (laughs) They missed the chance, although they still have a chance to do it. Mariah May needs to be in there beating somebody down, and Tony Storm needs to be cheering her on. And then from behind out runs Deanna Perazzo, and then Tony Storm leaves the ring and she beats up Mariah May. Diana does. And then it could be Tony Storm sitting there with Luther going, It's Enrico Palazzo.
2: Then we had Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, the match wasn't I mean you hear Ricky and Sammy, you think it's going to be way better than this was. And Sammy hit a super kick, just kind of cradled him off the ropes, and it was the pin. I was like, what? That was weird.
4: <laughs> something was missing there. Like, it would like he was going to hit the super kick and then roll into a pin or something. Like I don't there know. Was, there was something like a quarter second off the entire match with those dudes.
2: So then uh, afterwards, Sammy offered a handshake. They shook. But then Big Bill jumps him. They're stomping him down. New Jackico, I think he called him, yes. makes the save. They play Judas over and over. They have this wild brawl. Sets up the tag match coming up on Saturday.
4: I mean, they did it right. I got to be honest, it went longer than I thought it would, but the idea of playing the music the entire time and then breaking into a brawl going Bro, two different ways into the crowd was the right thing to do. That
2: needs to be his next transformation, his next character. He needs to be a guy that they just played Judas for his entire Short, wild, new Jack brawl. He can have gimmicks and. But Brian, no, No. he
4: can't. You know why? Because he's so desperately afraid of having that be a heel song. Even when he was a heel, he came out there and he sung it, and everybody's gonna sing. A heel song. It's look. He should flip. Have different music. People love that song. They love singing along to it. Let it go. To me, you got to let that go, and if you're going to be a heel, have some one... Wonder- he's a babyface! Doesn't he... To who?
2: <laughs> he's literally a babyface.
4: When he was a heel, he used the same music, did he not?
2: Well, he did, but he's a babyface now. To some. And New Jack's music never turned heel on me, ever. No, but... I wish person- someone would buy the rights... J-
4: yeah, but you're making it you want him to do this and like beat it into the ground, I thought. You want him to just ground. you think that's gonna be a baby face thing?
2: Yeah. I don't know. No one ever turned know. on New Jack or his music. They it, were scared got, to. Got bigger every time. <laughs> we had the Sky Blue match, which I noted. Anna Jay won with the Queen Slayer. Roderick Strong beat Brian Keith and then Cole did a promo afterwards, basically the same thing. Roderick Strong's going after the international title. Taven and Benner to the ROH Tag Team Champions. And Wardlow will win the AEW title. So really yeah, nothing honest. new that he didn't talk about last yeah. week.
4: The Young Bucks mustaches look better than Roderick Strong's mustache. They do.
2: They're all mustaches, dude. Renee and Deanna Parazzo had an interview segment. Deanna said, I'm going to make my collision debut on Saturday. Red Velvet showed up and said, let's stir it up. So they're going to stir it up. Is that your mixer? I guess. Stir Good. it up, huh? Wasn't that a song? Then Sting and Darby against Hobbs and Takeshita in a Texas Tornado match. They should play that song through the entire match. They could be they could have a wild brawl while Stir It Up plays over and over again. Deanna Perazzo in Red Velvet. And then, yeah, Sting and Darby against Hobbs and Takeshita. God bless Darby, he's going to kill himself. Uh He took that chaos theory and landed right on his head, and that wasn't even the worst of it. The worst of it was when he got flung across the ring and did that spin, and then he snapped his neck on the bottom rope, and uh, he's just a mess.
4: And in slow motion, you could see him knowing he was going to snap his neck on that rope in one of the rotations and try to get his hand up, didn't quite work itself out. But maybe you should also be concerned with Sting making it to his last match if he keeps being in matches like this. I know he's been the unbreakable older man, but my God, that two-table fall, the Scorpion death drop that ended up being the pin over Hobbs, I mean, yeah, they hit one of the tables, but... That was a a rough landing for both.
2: We had Darby doing a dive to the outside, and then he fell off the cheap seats into a coffin drop on Takeshita. Sting gave Hobbs a death drop off the stage through two tables. If I found out today, and I don't know if this is the case, but, like, this is their last match before Sting's retirement, I would be happy because keep these two guys safe up until that match. Because like you know Sting's going to do something insane in that last match. Yes,
4: and and while you're at it, put Brian Danielson back in that bubble until he's time for his last match, too, because he's still going to worry me until it's over.
2: No, he's got another one coming up with old chicken chest hmm. here in a uh, – who, by the way, is no longer a chicken chest, which I take credit for. Oh, come he's, on. He, dude, he's bigger than Tom. He's bigger than Filthy Tom now.
4: Well, let's not.
2: No, he is. Well, Tom was in the ring with him. He goes, he's bigger than me.
4: But can he throw those kettlebells the same way? I don't think no.
2: so. No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. Then we had uh, Tony getting in the ring, and that's when the Young Bucks mustaches came out. And hat. Hey, listen, if I'm going to have my last match, which I already had, by the way, but if I'm going to have another one, it would be that's... against heel Young Bucks. You couldn't <laughs> have a better last match, except then I'd have to be a babyface. I
4: oh. was going to say, wait, who's the. Yeah, yeah that was... wouldn't work out. Well, if you're teaming with Filthy... Okay. I want to go out hated. Done. And on your back, looking at the lights?
2: I won my last match over the tag team champions. By myself, over- I might add. Would you win them over the Bucks? And then Tom had to come back and mess it all up. and oh, Black see. Label Pro had to screw me by saying it was oh, a non-title match. Oh, come on. Match. Listen. Listen, Mikey. I want those belts just handed to me. You realize that Jinder Mahal... By the way, Jinder Mahal talking about me. Jinder Mahal hasn't won a match on WWE television in 18 months, Mm -hmm. and he's getting a championship match this coming Monday. You're telling me I couldn't get a title match against the Bang Bros? I'm going to make my own set of belts. I deserve them. Back in a moment with Francine, Observer Live. (laughs)
0: That's 800-943-2153.
3: President Biden
5: recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact.
1: If you're looking for a new couch, you could cut down on expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Because you know you've had this couch for too long. Sure, you've had good times together, but a ripped-up cushion is not a fond memory. It's a sign. Notice how other people have couches with two armrests? Now that's living, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new couch. Please, it's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided and service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Not available in all states. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by, yes, the Queen of Extreme, Francine, is joining us here today. Francine, how are you doing?
5: I'm doing great. How about you?
2: I'm I'm doing quite well. Here we are in 2024 and uh, you've got a podcast and you're a mother and uh, hopefully you've not been hit by a kendo stick of late.
5: Not lately. <laughs> Excellent.
2: No. Excellent. <laughs> no. Well listen, we got a lot to talk about today, and uh, I guess the first thing is like bring everybody up to speed with uh, what's been going on in your life of late.
5: Well, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. First and foremost, I'm a mother, um, married almost 16 years. I have two beautiful, healthy children, um, so they are my main priority. But I have been um, kind of uh, dipping my toes into the wrestling world uh, here and there. I'm still doing appearances um, on the weekends, and I have... A podcast that I've had for five years now, but we just joined iHeartRadio. So, very, very excited about that. It's called Eyes Up Here with Francine. Um, I have a co host named Chad. And, uh, you know, we're doing it once a week. Uh, I like to call it a lifestyle podcast, it's mainly wrestling, but I also talk about motherhood, uh, family, Disney, uh, anything that's on my mind at the moment, I can cover. So that's been really fun to do. And that carries over to my YouTube channel, which is ECW Diva Francine. And I post vlogs and, um, you know, parts of the podcast after it's aired. Um, and I've had that for, I guess, four or five years as well. So that keeps me busy at home. And then, you know, being on the road and doing conventions, signings, shows, shows, just busy sometimes. So it's good. It's a good busy.
4: How has the reaction been to the podcast and you kind of opening up and talking as much about your life as you do about wrestling? Uh, because it just, it seems like there's a lot more interest in, in nowadays and people want to go back and, and hear the stories and, and listen to these great wild stories from wrestling, but they also really want to know a lot more about their favorites pass and what makes them tick and what goes on in their life. Have you, how has that reaction been? And did you have any issues opening up and talking about some of these private things or more personal things openly?
5: No, I didn't have any issues about it. Um, I've been very vocal about my personal life. Um, My mom recently passed away. Um, We were caregivers for her for like 16 years Um, My my father died as soon as I got married. And, you know, on his deathbed, he had said, will you take care of your mom? And I said, yeah. So just got married, never even had like that honeymoon period and moved my mom in. Um, So, you know, we were taking care of her. Uh, talked about that a lot on the podcast, the ups and downs of being a caregiver. I talk about being a mother. What's going on with the kids? Um, you know, we, we homeschool now. When the pandemic started, we pulled the kids. We didn't like what was going on in the school system. Um, so now we homeschool. So I do that as well. Um, the one thing that I get from the fans that listen to my show is you were such a uh, a mean person, I won't say the word, uh, the curse word. Sure. Uh, you were so you were so mean on TV, we see another side of you. And you know, I, I am completely the opposite from what I was on the television. And you know, people have told me in the past they were scared to come up to me at a signing because they, they thought I'd be mean. And I'm just I try to explain, like, no, that's just the character. Now, you know, there's heels and baby faces. I was a heel for like 90% of my career. They get to see the real me and they get to know me, you know, beyond wrestling. They get to know me as a human being and not as a character. And I think people are drawn to that. I know I am. I love the, you know, even though they're they're more of a work than a shoot, but I love the reality-based wrestling shows that are out there because you get to see the real person Um, you know, their family aspects, you get to see them outside of wrestling. And I think that's what people like these days. And my podcast just, it's just me. And what you see is what you get. And I'm very open. And I'm very honest. And I think people are attracted to that these days.
2: Now you broke into wrestling very young, you were like 22 years old. And I guess, you know, nowadays, you want to break into wrestling. I mean, it's not that hard. But uh, certainly in 1994, it was much harder. And uh, how did you decide, okay, I'm going to give this a shot? and, uh, And how hard was it?
5: Well, it was actually 93, and I was 20 years old. I was just turning 21 at the time. And I just started watching wrestling religiously at about 19 years old. So I didn't grow up with it. I wasn't one of those kids that you know, always went to the matches and wanted to be a professional wrestler. Like I wanted to be a mom. Like I played with dolls forever and I couldn't wait uh, until I got married. And I used to dream about being a mother. Like that was my goal in life. Um, So wrestling just kind of fell on my lap one day. I was working at a life insurance company in center city, Philadelphia. Absolutely hated it. And Came home one night and I turned on the TV. It was a Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. And ECW was on. And the only wrestling that I was watching at the time was like WWF and Global. And I saw these guys that I've never seen before. And even though it wasn't like, you know, the WWF, it wasn't the big time. it, It just something drew me into that program. I watched it for about a month or two. And there was a commercial, and it just said, "If you want to be a manager, a referee, or a wrestler, call this number." And I hated my job so much, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I said, "I'm going to call that number because I think I can, t- I can do this." <laughs> never meeting wrestlers, or you know, uh, never went to an ECW show. Didn't know anybody there picked up the phone and I called them and it was uh, Lex Ortiz. It was Bob's, our ring announcer's wife. And she was like, oh, you have to go see Todd Gordon. And I was just like, okay. And they gave me an address. I had to go to Jewelers Row in Center City and be buzzed in. And it was like the scariest thing. It looked like uh, Alcatraz to me. It was, everything was bars and just uh, very gated. And, you know, Todd was in the back and I met him. And the first thing he said was, you're really pretty. You won't have to bump. And I "I didn't know what a bump was. Little did you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, little did I know I would bump my whole career. But, um, you know, I didn't know what a bump was. And I just smiled and nodded my head. And he just told me, okay, show up here. And then I showed up there. And then it will show up here. And then I joined the wrestling school, which was in the back of the ECW arena. And I was trained by JT Smith. And I'm training, and I'm going to the house shows, and they would use me on house shows while I was training. Um, And then, like, I worked for them for about a year and a half. And then in 95, that's when they put me on television for the first time.
2: You know, it's funny that you mentioned that you saw that commercial and thought that I could do this, and then you laugh about it. Like, uh, what was I thinking? (laughs) But uh, you did do it. (laughs) And it's funny because uh, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I went back and watched a bunch of NWA TNA shows. And, oh. uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so they had, they had a segment with like, I don't know, like eight, nine women on the screen. And, yeah. uh, oh, God, I can't even remember. Like i have tried to block it out of my mind, but, <gasps> uh, you know, dare you. <laughs> no, let me get to this. You showed up. Okay. And you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, manager, you know, you don't have to take bumps. You just have to go out there and like cheerleader or whatever. It's gotta be easy. Right. I watched this segment with all these women, and then you showed up, and I was like, holy smokes, that is a professional right there. Like, this is not, like, I don't know, man. You could probably explain better, like, the idea that a manager is just like an easy nothing-happening job, I think some people think that, but that's, like, not the case. Like, you got to be really good to be a good manager.
5: Well, I mean, in ECW, the girls bumped, that's, yeah. that's the thing. We we didn't just stand there and do nothing. Um, the, the locker room was so good and the guys were so great to work with that they always let the girls shine. There was always a spot incorporated for us. They always put us in there because, I mean, when when I first entered as a trainee at the school, my mindset was becoming a professional wrestler. I thought I was going to be a, like a women's wrestler. I didn't really know much about ECW at the time. So I wasn't even aware that they didn't have a women's division because I had joined them like after a month or two of watching them on television. So I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into. And the first night that I met Paul Heyman, um, I was telling him, like, you know, I'm, I'm training. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm not going to use you as a wrestler. And like, I just was like, well, what are you going to use me as? And he goes, Oh, you're going to be a manager. He goes, but you're going to be over. And, you know, I didn't know the terminology that I was new. I was green. And I just nodded and okay, thank you. Like, I didn't want to argue. I figured this guy knows what he's talking about because I'm green as grass and I don't know what's going on, you know? And I mean, he was right. I I feel like it was the right decision. Um, I I feel like everything that I did and everything that the girls did at the time in ECW meant something because a lot of other different feds weren't doing that, you know, and, and these guys were incorporating us and putting us over just as much as, you know, they were putting themselves over in the match. So I always appreciated that. And that's why I always tried To Like, I I sat with them the whole time. I always tried to learn as much as I could. Um, I wanted to be that sponge. I wanted to learn the business. I just didn't want to stand there and do nothing. So I always volunteered to take a finisher or something. I wanted to be involved. And when people who've never seen ECW comment, like, something like that, I'm like, you need to go back and watch. Because the girls were not just eye candy. Sure, we had beautiful women, but they could go.
2: I would say that uh, you probably, throughout the entire ECW run, the original ECW, I would say that you were probably the most recognizable woman of anyone that they had there. You're probably the most famous woman of, of everyone in ECW. And, uh, I mean, do you, do you think back? I mean, where would you, where would you rank yourself?
5: Well, I feel like I was there the longest. I, I was there for seven years. I never left. I stayed. I, I went down with the ship, <laughs> so to speak, you know. Um, so I maybe that's why people remember me, because I was there for so long. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just know that it was the greatest place to work. It was the best locker room I've ever been in. And I cherish the time that I spent there. So... <laughs>
2: and when it ended i mean were you kind of like i don't know man this was like a this was like a dream but it's time to do something else or or what what were your thoughts when it went under
5: so the last show was in pine bluff arkansas of all places yes and you know paul didn't come and the morale was so low cuz we were never told there was no official like doc like It wasn't known 100%. This is the last show. It was just there was a buzz going around the locker room. Yeah, this is it. And then, you know, Paul not showing up and you're hearing little buzzes here and there. So I remember I was sitting there and I was crying. And Sandman, who is still a dear friend of mine, we talk all the time. He had called. He saw me crying. He called me over and he had just bought a bar. And he's like, don't worry, you have a job. And I remember looking at him and he's like, you're going to be my beer tub girl. And I was like, wow, (laughs) 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 this is going to be great. Um, Also, I wasn't a product of the indies. I didn't start on the indies. So I didn't have that Rolodex of numbers that the guys had. And I remember like a bunch of us sitting there having the conversation. What are we going to do and then, you know, a lot of the guys were like, don't worry, we're going to get you work because they pay a lot. We're right off of TV.
2: Um- will actually, hold that thought. We'll come right back with that in a moment. Observer Live. <laughs>
0: That's 800-211-6008
3: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20
5: a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Right now.
0: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 965 1295. 965 1295. 965 1295. That's 800 965 1295.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
2: Live, Mike Sempervivi, the Queen of Extreme Francine joining us here. We should have got an hour today, but uh, no. unfortunately we did not. But your podcast just launched iHeart three months ago, and yes. uh, every Tuesday. So
5: every Tuesday, three oh one AM is when it drops. It is uh Eyes Up Here with Francine. You have to put the with Francine because there's another uh woman that does eyes up here that I didn't know about, but I've had this for five years, so I wasn't mm. about to change the name. <laughs> so um if you put the with Francine, you'll you'll get it and it's on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Every time you, you say know. eyes up here, I like I jump back like I did something wrong. <laughs> there, there's a there's a way that you say it where it's like, oh, man. Brian's that guy
4: at the at the, yeah. uh, the autograph signings. Yes.
2: No, I'm not. That's why I'm, like, caught <laughs> off guard.
5: You know how many times I've said that at autograph
2: <laughs> signings? Holy right. smokes.
5: They're like, well, then don't wear your shirt like that. I'm like, touche. So, hey, <laughs> when are
2: you going to Disney with the children? I hear that's happening.
5: We're leaving soon. We're oh, leaving in man. a couple weeks, and I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, we go for uh, 16 days. Every year, it's wow. a big one. Yeah, can't wait for it. I'm super excited, and um, we're, we're Disney nerds in this house. So,
2: Well, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today. I want to wish you the best on the podcast. We are out of time, but we will do this again. So thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.